What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in the lovely city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is finally Friday. That's right, guys and gals and Pam Sheffield and Keith Spence and Linda Whittington and everybody else is listening right now. It is finally Friday. It is Friday, May the 12th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 858 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey-Wyatt, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game, but man, do we have another great show for you today. We have not one, not two, not three. We have four guests for you today, and all of them are awesome. Uh, joining me in less than 20 minutes, in fact, probably about 15 minutes from right now, he's the voice of the University of Mount Olive Athletics and the Down East Wood Ducks. It's the awesome, it's the caffeinated, it's the cat-loving, it's the... And the, the golden voice, Shane Albee, will be joining us. Yes, yes, yes. I know you're sitting here listening going, wait a minute. Isn't he your usual Thursday guest? Well, yes, he is. Yes, he is. But uh, he graciously ceded his time like a senator on the legislative floor. He ceded his time yesterday to Paul Whittington since Paul is on an airplane right now as we speak, headed up to New York for a wedding. He and his lovely wife, Samantha. And uh, Shane Alby, just a good dude. Uh, switch places with uh, with Paul and his our guest today. Man, do we have a lot to talk to Shane about, and I mean a lot of stuff. How about the University of Mount Olive has made it to the NCAA Division II Southeast Regional Baseball Tournament? It begins next week. We're going to give him a chance to brag on UMO. Man, what a run UMO had in the uh, Conference Carolinas tournament, and just uh, again, they're in the NCAA tournament. It, just amazing. I think they were the, we'll get all the details from Shane, but I think they were the three seed going into that, or maybe even lower than that. And doggone, if they didn't outscore their opponents, something crazy like 61 to 18, including beating Pembroke, a great Pembroke team, 21 to one. So anyway, can't wait to talk to Shane about that. Uh, he's also, uh, up to his eyeballs. With the Down East Wood Ducks right now, uh, as they are in uh, the the throes of a 12-game homestand right now, I got to go out to Wednesday's game. I didn't get to go to last night, but went to Wednesday's uh, game. <coughs> and uh, just uh, had a blast. And I got to hang out with a lot of people. You heard me talking about that yesterday. But also getting to listen to Shane the whole time on the mic. And uh, I, I texted him this this morning uh, as we were uh, doing show prep here. But I told him, his oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no song is so stuck in my head. I had hundreds of kids behind me singing it every time he would play it. And and it's like a brain worm or a mind worm. It's like stuck in my head. But Shane, joining us, uh, like I said, here in about, about 10 minutes or so here on the show. That's uh, our one of our first hour guests, our second first hour guest. He's also a University of Mount Olive product, and he's the head coach of that North Lenore baseball team that is hosting a second-round game tonight uh, in Wheat Swamp. It's Jackson Massey. Uh, very excited to have him here on the show. His four-seeded Hawks will be taking on the 13th-seeded Aiden Grifton Chargers today at 7 o'clock uh, over at uh, Hawks Field in Wheat Swamp. Uh, coach Massey, he's also the head coach of a new Old North State League uh uh, wooden bat baseball team, the Kinston Wingman. We're going to get some info on them too. We're not going to focus that much on that because that's something he's not even going to be focusing on 
till the end of the season uh, until uh, till the North Norhawks win the state championship <laughs> or go deep in the state uh, playoffs. So, uh, but we're going to get some information on them too. But he'll be joining us about forty five minutes or so into this first hour. So uh, there you go. That's our first hour. Our second hour. Kicking off our second hour live from Palatka, Florida, will be the head coach of those Lenore Community College Lancers. They're going to be taking on the host, St. John's River State College, for the South Atlantic District District Championship in a best-of-three series. Gary Smith, game one of that best-of-three series is tonight at 6. Game two is Saturday at 2, and if necessary, game three is Sunday at 1. But he'll be joining us, like I said, to kick off our second hour. And that's not all. How about this? Join us about 20 minutes or so into that final hour of today's and this week's show. We'll be the head coach of the Southland North softball team. That's going to be playing in the second round of the state playoffs. Madison Lee Harvey, her blue drive, blue devils travel to midway today. So there you go. Hey, you know, we had David Combs on yesterday. Really enjoyed talking to him as he was prepping for his visit for his blue devils visit to North Johnston in the second round of the playoffs. So we, we've been bringing you some uh, championship coaches and some playoff coaches here in the last couple of days. And heck, we do all the time because that's just the kind of people we are here at the Brian Hank Show. But how about that? There's your roundup of guests today in the first hour, the awesome Shane Albee and then Jackson Massey. And our second hour, Gary Smith from LCC and Madison Lee Harvey from South Lenore. So uh, we've got you a full show today. Uh, let's get started with it then. And we were talking about LCC baseball. We'll get more into it when we talk to Coach Smith in the next hour. But, uh, again, game one is tonight for the Lancers versus the Vikings of St. John's River State College. You can watch the game live on your devices. That's the beauty of it. I, I hate that I'm not with the team. I was really looking forward to going down. Just some things fell through. Not able to do it, but it's all good because guess what? I will be able to watch the game tonight. I will probably, I don't know where I'm going to be. I haven't decided yet. I'm going to be out and about tonight. Linda and I both are. <coughs> I don't know if I'm going to the North Lenora game or if I'm going to uh, the Wood Ducks game. They are having a giveaway, and we're going to get to that here in a second. So I've got to get there early enough to get my giveaway tonight. <laughs> and to listen to Shane, too. But uh, but wherever I'm at tonight, I can tell you this. I'm going to have my phone, maybe even my iPad, all charged up, and I'm going to watch the LCC baseball game. It starts at 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, you can uh, – listen, instead of giving out this long URL, the easiest way to tell you is you can go to the uh, LCC uh, Facebook page. You've got a link there. Or the LCC baseball Facebook page. And I bet they'll have it on the regular Facebook page too. I'll have it at brianhanks.com. I'll have it on my Facebook page and my Twitter feed where you can just click on it and go to it. Or the archive of this show on brianhanks.com or at soundcloud.com. Listen, it's going to be a ton of places. And if you got my digits and you need it, just let me know and I'll send it to you. But you can watch the LCC baseball game live tonight at 6 o'clock. Game 1 of that best of three series is at 6. Tomorrow, game 2 is at 2 o'clock. And then on uh, Sunday, game three is at 1 o'clock, if necessary. Like I said, it's the best of three. But, uh, man, good luck to them. And, again, we'll dive more into that when we have uh, Coach Gary Smith on the line with us live to kick off our second hour here on the show today. Hey, uh, let's talk a little Wood Ducks. Uh, Delmarva snapped uh, the Woodies' uh, six-game winning streak last night. They rallied for a run in the eighth inning and then two runs in the top of the ninth, and they won that game 4-2. to two. However, the dudes, they still hold a one-game lead over the hated Carolina Mudcats in the Carolina League North. They're 17-11. and 11. Uh, Woodies are. The Mudcats are 16-12. and 12. And then the Shorebirds are just another game back, 15-13. and 13. Game four of that six-game series uh, between the Wood Ducks and the Shorebirds is today at 7 o'clock. You want to get out there. They're giving away a sweet pink tumbler. It looks awesome. Uh, presented by Down East Homes. And then tomorrow... Uh, at Historic Granger Stadium, a pink jersey giveaway presented by Lenore Community College. Both of them look awesome, I can tell you. Uh, listen, if you're a season ticket holder like myself, you get to get there 30 minutes early. Now, listen, gates open at 6 o'clock tonight at Granger Stadium. However, uh, if you're a season ticket holder, you get to get there 30 minutes earlier at 5.30, and I'll get to pick up uh, my pink tumbler and I, this is what I'm thinking about doing, going to picking up my pink tumbler, then maybe going to North Lenore, watching that uh, playoff game there, uh, 
then when that game is over, beating feedback over, listening to Shane and watching the game over at uh, Historic Granger Stadium, but the whole time watching LCC on my iPad. So uh, there you go. That Hey, you know how exciting my life is going to be tonight. That's going to be awesome. But to wrap up uh, the Wood Ducks, again, tonight at 7 o'clock, first pitch. But if you want that pink tumbler, you better be there before that. Tomorrow, first pitch for uh, the Woodies is 5 o'clock. However, gates open at 4, and you can even get – your uh your pink jersey at uh 3 30 if you're a season ticket holder you really want to get there early for that it is sweet it's a, a pinstripe jersey i ah can't wait to get it and then sunday is dogs and dogs day at the ballpark uh first pitch is at one gates open at 12 so get out there and support our team while we still can uh ecu baseball they will host memphis all weekend at clark leclerc in a big series that begins tonight at six o'clock and a key series, if ECU wants to host, I saw their uh, RPIs in the 20s. So they're uh, in danger right now of not even hosting uh, a first-round series. But I think they're going – I th- really think they're going to. I think they're going to finish strong and they're going to do that. But uh, they host Memphis, like I said, tonight at Clark LeClaire. Memphis, not a bad team. They're 26-22 and 22 overall. But uh, ECU, obviously better than them. 12-6 and six in the conference. Memphis is only 8-10 and 10 in the conference. And this is a good chance for the Pirates to take control. I'll tell you what, a three-game sweep would go a long ways towards uh, getting them at home, uh, getting them at home in the regionals for sure. How about, I can't believe I've waited 11 minutes to get to this because this is what uh, kept Linda and I up last night watching overtime. If there's anything better than overtime in the Stanley Cup playoffs, man, I don't know what it is. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes last night, they clinched the Eastern Conference Finals berth at PNC Arena. They beat the New Jersey Devils 3-2 to two in overtime. And, yes, I'm going to take credit for this because B.J. Davis and I were messaging each other. They're down one to nothing at the end of the first period. I sent B.J. a message. Like, if you were keeping up with us earlier this week, you know, I told you. He and I were messaging about something that's tied up one-to-one, and then they score four goals in like five and a half minutes while he and I are messaging each other. So we said, you know what? By God, we've got to do it again here on uh, Thursday night's game. We did, and uh, <clears throat> B.J. Davis and I pulled the uh, the Hurricanes through, but it was a three-to-two win in overtime last night. They won that series four games to one. They now await the winner, the Florida Panthers, Panthers versus Toronto Maple Leafs. And the Panthers lead that series three games to one. I'm really, really hoping that uh, that goes seven games. I'd love to see Toronto, who was down three games to none, uh, won. Uh, this is Friday, so they won Wednesday night uh, to force a game five. And I just hope they Toronto has a chance. I really hope that they. Uh, it's a. It's in Toronto tonight. I think they've got a good chance to uh, extend this at least another day or two and give the uh, Hurricanes a chance to uh, get some rest and uh, get injuries uh, healed up and all that. But, again, congratulations to the Canes. Congratulations to B.J. Davis and I. We pulled this team through. We will accept your uh, congratulations, too, uh, out there, listeners. Okay, um, we've got some playoff games tonight. But there was a game last night over to Rendell Parrot Academy, and I want to apologize to uh, my Parrot listeners David Moody, uh, all our folks over at uh, Parity Academy, Matt Beeman, I was going to be out there last night. Totally forgot I had a uh, Kent's Lenore County uh, Parks and Recreation meeting that I had to be at last night. And uh, so I was there, and I I ended up uh, missing that game. But you know what? I felt like I was there because I read about it at encmoments.com. Junior Smith III's encmoments.com. He was there. (coughs) Parity Academy won last night. 10-4 10-4 over Wilmington Coastal Christian, the sixth-seeded Parrot Academy, who are now 18-8. and eight. They advanced to the quarterfinals at Greensboro Day on Saturday. Uh, uh, Greensboro Day is 16-5-1. Uh, you heard, uh, you know, we had uh, Coach on yesterday uh, to talk about it, uh, Coach uh, Robert Kravitz. If you missed that interview, you can go to our uh, SoundCloud feed or go to brianhanks.com. You can listen to that interview that we did with him yesterday and uh, him just setting up uh, last night's game and then even talking a little bit about Greensboro Day. So, uh, again, if you want to read about the gamer, go to encmoments.com. Junius has it up there. Check that out. Uh, that was the only playoff game last night. But, again, congratulations to the Patriots who move on to the quarterfinals of the North Carolina Independent Schools Athletic Association. I believe they're 2A. So uh, check that out. Today's playoff games. Man, 
We have got a bunch for you today. Uh, in baseball, we've got four games. North Lenore, like I said, is at home. The Hawks are 16-4 and four overall. They'll be taking on Aiden Grifton, who is 15-8. They're the 13th seed. North Lenore is a four seed. That game is at 7 o'clock today at, uh, in Wheat Swamp. Uh, get out there and support them. And again, like I said, we're going to have uh, Coach Jackson Massey joining us here about uh, 30 minutes from right now to uh, help us preview that. Uh, South Lenore coming off their first round victory. Uh, they're 13 and 7 overall. They travel, they're the 22 seed, and they travel to North Johnston, who is 18 and 6. And I want to thank uh, Coach Combs for uh, answering my text this morning. It wasn't up on Max Preps what time that game was, but it's at 6 o'clock tonight. 6 o'clock tonight up in uh at north johnson so uh check that out and if you can go i know i saw on his site there is no cash at the ticket window you have to pre-purchase your tickets to go to that but don't freak out it doesn't mean you got to do it at home they'll let you do it like right outside the uh, ticket booth and they'll help you out with all that but just realize there'll be no uh it's, it's a cashless entry at north johnston tonight for south lenore north johnston uh so get out there blue devils fans i don't even have to ask you i know uh, David Combs and uh, South North, they just have such a great following. They'll be a, they'll be a good group of uh, South North fans la- or tonight at North Johnson. I can promise you that. How about Green Central? Uh, that's going to be a tough game for them. I think they, they've got the pitching to do it, but Green Central is at home tonight in uh, Snow Hill. They're 20-3 and three overall. They've won 18 in a row, and they take on uh, just a traditional powerhouse in Whiteville. <coughs> Whiteville is 13-8. and eight. Green Central is 20 and 3. Whiteville's the number 18 seed. And I believe that game is at 7 o'clock tonight. Didn't have it up on uh, Max Preps, but I'm almost positive it's at 7. And then another playoff game in our negative was Bethel Christian Academy, who's just having a great season in and of themselves, too. They are 13 and 5 overall. They're in the final four of the Na- of the North Carolina Christian Schools Association. Uh, they're 13 and 5. They travel to Wilson Christian tonight, but they'll be taking on Wilmington Christian. Uh, Wilson Christian is hosting the final four up there. That game is at four 30 today. So, uh, how about that? Four 30 Bethel at Wilmington Christian, uh, or at Wilson Christian taking on Wilmington Christian six o'clock tonight, South and North, North Johnson, seven o'clock tonight, North and North hosting Aiden Grifton and green central hosting white. Well, that is in uh, second round baseball playoffs how about second round of softball playoffs south lenore uh you heard me say earlier we're gonna have madison lee harvey joining us here uh in our second hour she'll be our final guest of the day uh they're the 13 seed they travel to number four midway who is 17 and four that game is at six o'clock tonight now south Lenore defeated midway earlier this year four to nothing that was back on march 22nd that should be a a really good game tonight, too. And I know uh, there'll be a lot of Blue Devils fans heading to Midway for that game, too. I believe the, uh, Midway is in Dunn. Uh, so uh, be sure to check that out. Parrot Academy, they're at home today in the softball playoffs. Uh, they're 8-8 eight and eight overall. They'll be taking on John Paul II, who is 6-10. That game is at 4 o'clock today. And then, uh, finally, Jones Sr., they're the number 16 seed. They're 10-8 and eight overall. They travel to Pamlico County, who is 21 and 3 overall. They're the number one seed overall uh, in the same conference, too. Jones Senior Pamlico County have already played each other twice this year. And um, the Hurricanes swept the Trojans 11 to 1 and 14 to 3. But you know what? It's a playoffs. Anything can happen. So, whew, there you go. That's our complete schedule of uh, prep playoffs that is going on. And I'll tell you what, uh, let me thank our good friends over at Lenore Community College. I'll tell you what was awesome was watching uh, all the uh, – or seeing all the graduation pictures, everything from Lenore Community College last night. Uh, hundreds of students graduated from LCC, and it was just – it was beautiful to see. You could be one of those people uh, putting a cap and gown on in a v- relatively short amount of time, too. Go to LCC. For 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural – and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston. Snow Hill or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to LCC for being the title sponsor of 
the Brian Hanks show. And, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God, I'm doing it again. I've got Shane Albee on the line with me. He's our University of Mount Olive representative. He's our Down East Wood Ducks representative. And, 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 and I want to say dirty words to you, Shane. You got that song stuck in my head. I dreamed about it last night. I woke up, I'm, I'm having my morning constitutional, checking everything on my phone, and then I find myself going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. And I, and I guess I'm using a sarcasm font when I say that, okay? You just uncovered my secret desire. See, when you come to a Wood Ducks game, fans, you'll leave happy, but what you don't realize is you're going to carry those things into your workplace. You're going to be at the water cooler or in a meeting, and your boss will say something like, does anybody else have any ideas as to how we're going to uh, take care of this client? And instantly in your brain, you will hear that and other phrases. No, that's that's uh, that's good, man. Uh, um, I loved when the kids repeat it. You know, I, I think we had a Boy Scout night last year, and I felt sorry for the parents because I said, man, you know, on the way home, you know, because I, I was that kid growing up, you know, we, we'd be riding home and I'd be repeating something and my dad'd be like, knock it off, you know, <laughs> you know, if you want to go to the, if you want to go to the park tomorrow, you're going to knock it off. I mean, it's just that kind of stuff, you know, that people don't realize that that's actually from a song from the early 60s. I think I want to say it was an all female group, the Shangri-Las, the song's called Walking in the Sand. And the modern day TikTok people who have no idea that that was a real song <laughs> Don't realize that, but of course they took that, but that was a, look that up. By the way, speaking of, speaking of songs, I inboxed you, uh, on, in Facebook messenger. I was riding down the road the other day and I heard there's smiling Scott's walkout. It is, uh, when you get a chance to play that, it's Tommy Rose sleepy. Um, I found, I found that. So I know Mr. Clemens will be very happy. Hold on, I, let me see. You just like you said, you did message it to me. Let's 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 play a yeah, couple of bars is. from it here, real let's quick. Let's do man. it. Yes, sir. Can you hear it? Yes, sir. Yeah, Mr. Clemens is going to love this. Yes, he is. This is "Sweet Pea Hooray for Hazel" by Tom, Tommy Rowe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got to give you love, man. I'll let that play underneath us here a little bit while we're talking here. <laughs> Dude, I, I got to tell you, man, I went out to Wednesday's game, and for starters, it was just such a great time, man. I mean, it, just hanging out with friends and talking to John Clemens and Mr. Clemens and Brian North and Richie Honeycutt and just everybody. I mean, I know I'm Chris Humphrey. Yeah, you Chris have the Humphrey. ultimate. Yeah, you had the ultimate fan experience, man. And, and look, I appreciate I appreciate the salute there at the end, man. That that says that's like that's like being saluted by Harry Carey. You know oh, what I mean? Like, whatever, man. Great Dude, job, hey, hey, the love is for you right now, man, because uh like I said, did you had twenty two hundred kids in there? Well, I guess about two thousand of them were kids, I would bet. But dude, yeah. every time this is not an exaggeration, man, every time you would play uh, the oh no. Dude, I mean, they were in full throat and full voice behind me. <laughs> Did you notice every time you play it, everybody in my box would turn around and look because, I mean, those kids, they were really, really into it, dude. Wow. Well, uh, that's hey, cool. Clemens, I, hey, I noticed Clemens. it was an, no, Mr. Clemens it was an older, it was an older crowd. Oh, yeah, it was. Hey, Mr. Clemens has a message for you. He said, love it, fellas. Ha, 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 LOL. Tell it. I don't know what tell it means, but uh, and Spence says hello to you, too, dude. Yeah, that was my guys. And listen, they don't realize that, like, last night it was great. Um, Mr. Clemens was texting me during the game. Oh, ask, ask him. Did you ask him who gave him your number? I already know. <laughs> the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy that as he travels, as, as, as Brian Hanks travels, like, uh, my name's Brian Hanks, and I have a meeting with the Lenore County Public Schools at 10 o'clock, and then I've got to meet with the Chamber of Commerce. But while I'm at those meetings, I'm going to take the opportunity to write Shane's name on their bathroom walls. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I right, do. Man. Dude, can, I love hey, look, you, man. You, I love you, and you can, I love everything you that you're doing. Me. I love you, and I love everything that you're doing, and I I spread the gospel of Shane, okay? <laughs> That's a scary thing. Hey, you want to know what's what's cool about Mr. Clemens? He, he's almost like um, – He's like the boss. You know what I'm saying? He's the guy, you know, he's the guy that's like, how do you know, Shane, listen, I know, I know you're busy. It's the third inning. You got a lot going on, but, uh, there's a guy four rows up. I don't like him. I don't like him. 
You know, take, they, take him out. Take him out. Take him. Hey, look, I want you to play the moment. I overheard the gentleman in uh, section four talking about how he absolutely despises you two. Can you play a U2 song? No. <laughs> I love it. Listen, Sugar Shane Albee, and I hate to say this, we're here for a good time, a long time. I got, good. I got your, well, I got your, no, 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 dude, we got 20 minutes, but I got your buddy, uh, Jackson Massey coming up Jacko. later on this. Yep. Coming up later on this hour, it says North Lorne Hawks are getting ready for the, uh, uh, for the second round of the playoffs tonight. So let's get dude, 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 Shane Albee, my friend, what in the world is going on with the University of Mount Olive baseball team. I remember last week you set it up and you were telling us, oh, yeah, I think we're Woo! in the Carolina Conference Tournament and et cetera, et cetera. What in the world, dude? They play four games. They outscore their opponents, opponents 61 to 18. They beat Pembroke 21 to 1. What in the hell has gotten into uh, the University of Mount Olive baseball team, dude? I see you've done your research. Yes, I have because I wanted to be educated when I talked to you today, dude. Um, I've been around baseball a long time. I ain't never seen anything like that. They, um, that last series that we played uh, against UNC Pembroke, I don't know what it is. And everybody, you know, I'll tell you, my powers, man. But this is one of them situations. I mean, Mount Olive probably had four guys thrown out uh, in that series. And our center fielder, which is our table setter, Bubba, his name is Dylan Jeffries. We call him Bubba Jeffries. I mean, the guy's got like nine home runs in the leadoff spot. He was thrown out in that last game. So we didn't have him. And uh, we've struggled against UNC Pembroke this year. And we didn't have him in that first game. We lost five, four, and ten innings. But let me tell you, I feel like we would have won that game because for some reason in this tournament, they went to a ten-run rule. They went to a ten-run rule. Uh, and then they also went to not putting a guy at second um, in extra innings. And if they would have done that, because our first guy in the – in the top, in the top of the tenth, gets a base hit. So we would have, we would have went ahead, but that didn't happen. But anyway, they just went on an absolute rampage. Um, they beaten everybody in double digits. Run ruled about three of those teams, um, and now sit four in the region. But absolutely, just exploded. I mean, Landon Choboy, he's a transfer from the College of Charleston. He had three home runs in one game. He had nine RBIs, and he is the national hitter of the week this week. Um, so, yeah, they just went apps. And well, let me tell you what the secret is. People say, what have gotten them out of? All year long, we knew we were good, but we were battling injuries, and we were battling uh, guys who recovering from injuries who were on a staggered pitch count limit. They're like, all right, this week he's at 40. You know, next week we might move him up to 50. And so it's frustrating. Like, we've got Hunter Stevens. He's the best pitcher in all of Division II baseball. However, he's coming off Tommy John surgery. And so when you got a guy that goes from – you know, he can't play till March, and then when he comes in, he can only throw one inning, and then he throws 30 pitches, and come to find out, you're like, yeah, his arm was sore. We were going to let him go two innings, but he, he was complaining his arm was sore. We took him out. We're like, dang it. You know, so he pitched an inning against North Greenville. He was lights out. I mean, this guy's absolutely, by the way, he's a Yankees fan, and his walkout is New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I will add that. And every time he strikes somebody out, you hear the glorious <laughs> My Yankee fans know what I'm talking about, like oh, Mr. Yeah. Clemens and Jackson Massey. Um, but, yeah, so so what's happened is Mount Olive has really brought their pitching along at the right time, and they've really gotten – and now what's crazy is Mount Olive is actually pretty deep because, because we couldn't rely on those starters uh, like Hunter Stevens and Caleb Irwin. We had other guys step up, and then now those guys are becoming healthy and – being used in a lot of roles like the middle relief role or long relief, you know, so it's just, so when we closed out that championship game against um, Francis Marion, we brought in our, really the guy who was like our number two starter, but he hadn't played in a couple of weeks and he was ready to go. And so Mount Olive's just clicking. It was just really getting them to this point so that, you know, because people say, why in the world did they lose to that team? And why did they lose to that team? Because the ultimate goal was, don't worry about that. We're going to be right come conference tournament time. And Coach Rob Watt, that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what's happened. This team is the most dangerous team in college baseball right now. They are dangerous. Well, here is what is crazy, uh, Shane. And again, Shane Albee on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line right now. They lose four of their final five games 
of the regular season, including uh, losing that series to UNC Pembroke, two of three games there. Then they play turn around, play UNC Pembroke again in the first game of the Conference Carolinas Championship, lose that five to four in ten innings, get sent into the loser or the consolation bracket. I guess we we don't use the word losers bracket anymore, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> but but get sent to the consolation bracket and then beat Francis Marion fourteen to eight, beat Belmont Abbey thirteen to two. Play Pembroke again. I got to pause on this game for a second because you yeah. you tweeted about how in the twenty one to one that. Yeah. Uh, tell me about that game, dude. Well, in all fairness to UNC Pembroke um, and other teams in that conference tournament, one thing that helped is the number one seed North Greenville went two and out. Um, how okay? But a lot- yeah, they do, dude, dude, dude. No, I as much as you hate UNC or as much as you hate North Greenville, how did that happen? I mean, the, they were the number one team in the nation for a little bit. Who did they lose to, and how did that happen? Yeah, they actually Francis Marion actually play, started the tournament in on Wednesday because the tournament went Wednesday through Sunday, and Francis Marion actually played in what is called with played Erskine in what they call the play-in game. So your seven and eight seeds play in the play-in game, um, which means it's a single elimination. It's kind of like that single elimination, elimination wild card. So for Francis Marion to be a play-in team and make it all the way to Championship Sunday was remarkable. But I don't think North Greenville really had anything to play for. They know and knew that they're going to be a number one seed to host um, a regional. I mean, they're even with the two losses, they're 44 and eight, yeah. you know, and nobody's close. And they were not, they've been number one in the polls all year long. So that's a no brainer. So, so they didn't really have as much to play for. These other teams are playing for their lives. You know what I mean? And they didn't get beat easily. They got run ruled in the first Francis Marion run ruled them like 15 to five in seven innings. And then they got beat eight to four by Belmont Abbey and make no mistake about it. Belmont Abbey is number three in the regional poll. They're tough. I mean, there's no, there's no, I would say of all the teams in the conference Carolinas with the exception of maybe two teams, um, there is no, there's no easy night uh, in, in against anybody. Um, this is the toughest region. This is the toughest conference and the toughest region in all of Division Two baseball, and it's not even close. I mean, you've got you've got conference tournaments going on right now. Teams battling it out to the death, and no one, and maybe of let's say eight teams, maybe one or two are ranked in the country, and I don't mean in the top ten, you know. But, and then you've got Young Harris from Georgia. That team is probably they're they're probably eight in the region, seven or eight in the region, and they're joining the conference Carolinas next year. So it is a stupid region. So whoever comes out of the southeast region is heavily favored to win the D two national championship and carry. I mean, it's cre- so people are like, hey, how come Mount Olive hasn't made it in a few years? I'm like, well, first of all, we're already playing the toughest baseball okay, in the wait country. A minute, I've got to interrupt you. Where did that voice come from? You're, the man, like you're a, the man of many voices. What well, word? It's, that- <laughs> it's like a compilation of everybody who's been like, hey, where's Mount Olive? <laughs> you know, <laughs> or maybe no one has ever said that. Maybe that's in my head. I don't know. Uh, I, what what percentage would you put at that? That would have to be a strong percentage. What a solid 64 percent. Might be sixty five point seven. I will <laughs> tell you one of the coolest. I will tell you one of the coolest parts about being a Mount Olive alumni. That's right. So I'm I'm thinking about which school I should attend. Well, let me give you one of the perks of being a Brogan. So last night I'm at the ball game, right? Huh? I'm at the ball game, and I get a text from the former catcher on the national championship Mount Olive Trojan baseball team, Jason Shear, AKA donk. Um, he messages me and you know who his brother is. His brother is assistant coach Cam Shear with North Lenore and Cam Shear and his lovely wife and son are in attendance at the ball game, but the wood ducks game last night when I get a text from his brother donk who says, Hey Shane, Cam would love to hear his long, cool woman in a black dress played over the PA system. That was his walkout when he played at Mount Olive, by the way, because wow. both of them did. And I was like, oh, you know it. And, of course, I gave North Lenore a shout-out last night at the ballgame last night as I played long. And he said that Cam was, like, giving a thumbs up, like, pumping his fist. Like, so how cool is that? <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. And you take care of everybody. Sugar Shane Albee on the line with us this morning on the Spence Automotive you'll <laughs> guest line with us as we're right now we're talking about university of mount olive we're going to get to the wood ducks here in a moment but uh, so help me here then uh the ncaa regionals uh it looks like it's going to be held may 18th through the 20th and uh, i don't actually i don't know where it's going to be but uh, how many teams make that 
And uh, I know, of course, obviously, UMO is going to be represented. You said North Greenville is going to be there. Who else will be in that regional? Most likely uh, Newberry. Uh, they're out of South Carolina. Although Mount Olive beat them 19-3 to head-to-head, although it was a crazy midweek game. Midbury's, Newberry's listed as two in the region. Then you got Belmont Abbey, Mount Olive. Uh, most likely you'll see Belmont Abbey, Newberry, UNC Pembroke. Um, of course, obviously Mount Olive. Um, so, obviously so North is, it, is it eight teams that make that? Well, here's what's crazy. It should be. Um, and it really, the D2 regionals are kind of crazy. You've got teams, like you've got West, like teams out in California, they'll have a four-team total regional. Whereas in, and it's, but what the, what the NCAA Division Two has went to is two, two regionals. So in this case, there will be seven teams that make the regional in the Southeast Regional, and they'll have one three-team regional and one four-team regional. So we know North Greenville will host one of those regionals. Um, most likely it'll be like a three-team regional and then so you'll have a three-team regional and a four-team regional and then the winners of those regionals will emerge to play a super regional at probably the higher seed will that be a so, best of three or just a single game or how will that it's work? a best of three it'll okay. be a best of three good good good, and, good and i can see i mean even i can see north greenville coming out i can see mount olive coming out i can see the two of them going down there to south carolina and one of two things is going to happen I mean, North Greenville's, you know, their pitching's going to rise to the occasion, um, or the Mount Olive, you know, those hitters are just going to go on, continue that rampage. And not just Landon Choboy, but Bubba Jeffries and JT Stone. JT Stone played with us back in 2018. He's like a, he's a graduate student, a member of the National Guard. So we always call him Sergeant Stone. He had a bomb <laughs> against the Wood Ducks. If you're at the Wood Ducks game in that first inning, I don't think it's come down yet. Wow. You know, and he's on a tear. He's on an absolute tear. He had several home runs in the conference tournament, uh, Mount Olive is just really, they're clicking. The lineup is not going to change. It is, you know, and of course led by the captain, Jack Casbarro, you know, Southern Wayne graduate. He's been on fire. I mean, and Vito Paterno, I mean, Mount Olive is just really scaring teams right now. I mean, it's just, they're just, I mean, imagine going through that lineup. It, like you said, they scored 61 runs in five games, you know, and, and trying to go through that lineup three and four times. I mean, these guys are just seeing the ball well right now. Well, no, that 61 runs was in their last four wins. I didn't even count the four runs against UNC Pembroke in the first game. That, Like I said, just an amazing thing and keeping up with you on Twitter. And tell everybody your Twitter handle because you are a fun Twitter follow, dude. I mean, I appreciate that. I used to be worried. People used to not follow me because I used to tweet the play-by-play for Mount Olive Baseball. People <laughs> like, I'm not following you. You know, Jeffrey's grounds out to third. One. You know? yeah. So I, I quit doing that because now our social media has really kicked in because there was a time where we had no presence on Twitter. So people were like, hey, you're at the games. Why don't you tweet the play-by-play? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, But thank God I don't do that anymore. That was a job. Um, Brogen. Because that's like kind of the end of unofficial nickname of Mount Olive baseball players, Brogen. Like you're a Brogen, you know. Yeah. Like you're just a guy with a goatee and hair, and a guy. Um, but uh, Brogen, B-R-O-J-A-N, baseball, Brogen. I'm mean, changed that because I did that at one point because everybody when Mount Olive University of Mount Olive first started a Twitter, you know, they basically were like, "Hey, uh, we got a Twitter site now," and it really wasn't good. It really wasn't. Yeah, but now it is. I mean, they're really, but there was a time where it was just like, come on, you know what I mean? Um, you guys really don't know what's up, you know, cause, but now they do. I mean, they, they have more of it. They do a, the a sports information department does a fantastic job now of, you know, putting up graphics and stats and cool little things, you oh, know, like, the info out. yeah, which is what people expect yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, Shane, yeah, Obie. A, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that's the deal now. That's, that's how teams market what they do now. It's all about being on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's changed. Well, let's wrap up our UMO talk here. Cause well, I definitely want to get some wood talks, uh, wood talks, wood duck talk in here. Uh, but, uh, what are you anticipating again? They've got a whole week off. Well, actually more than that, they haven't played since Sunday and they won't play again until a week or a week from yesterday till Thursday on May the 18th. What are you anticipating from that? Are you going down for that? How? What? What all is going on there with uh, UMO baseball? Well, it's interesting you say that because uh, we were talking about that. Um, I know typically in the past they would typically try to get a game with another team that's going to, um, like for example, the teams that played in Lenore's Region Ten tournament. You know, I've seen, but see, all that's been moved up. So times in the past, they would play teams like Wake Tech. Yeah or Lenore or Pitt 
in an you know an exhibition. But just it sounds to, like they're just going to be doing a lot of inter squatting just to keep them fresh, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of inner squatting. I would imagine. And what's crazy is while they were playing in the conference tournament, the university was holding. We were holding our graduation, and the guest speaker was Tim Tebow. How about that? Yeah. And uh, can you believe that? And you can find his video somewhere. I think the University of Mount Olive has put. It was an inspirational speech. Um, but they had to have the. They had to let the have a special graduation ceremony for the baseball players, like the following Tuesday when they got got back. Um, and they played the uh, tournament down there in a fantastic venue down there, the Gastonia. How are the Honey Hunters? <laughs> um, he did some videos too, but um, I think it's just that's the challenge, and that's always been Mount Olive's challenge in the past in the postseason is staying. And North Greenville's got even more of a dilemma because I've been following them on Twitter. They're they're trying to. I mean, they're literally like, oh my god, we went two and out. Look what Mount Olive did. You know, um, they already took two out of three from us during the regular season. You know, that's really. Man, I mean, that's that's probably got to be the toughest job as a coach is to be like, none of what we've done has mattered. We're here now. How do we stay fresh? How do we stay loose? I was listening to the Parrot Academy coach yesterday talking about keeping those guys, you know, pre- preferring to play as a six seed versus a, a double bye. And and there's a lot of there's a lot to that because, like he said, and there's no difference with Mount Olive. These are young guys, you know, and young kids, and you know, keeping these guys. But let me tell you, at the same time, I know Mount Olive is revved up. I mean, they. They know they can beat anybody in the country. Yeah. They know that, you know, it's just a matter of going out there and saying, there's going to come a time where I'm 40 years old and paying bills and trying to pay the mortgage and trying to, you know, worrying about how much I'm going to put in my 401k or my health savings account. But right now, right now, I don't have any, uh, adult probs. Let's go out and win this thing. Let's go, let's go play ball. Cause it's the best time. I mean, I've coached baseball teams over the years too. And I've had to look at those guys and go, Hey, Hey, it's the best time of your life. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Listen, we have got to, we've got about uh, four minutes left. Uh, Jackson Massey, I believe is listening right now. Uh, he's our next My, guest. What would you like to, before we get into Wood Ducks talk, I wanted, I want you to give a personal message. Coach Massey is his North Lenore Hawks are uh, getting ready to take on Aiden Grifton tonight in the second round of the state playoffs. Sugar Shane. Jackson Massey. What I want you to do, son, <laughs> is I want you to tell your boys Show them, because as you are on your journey, so are your Trojans. And if anybody knows what it's like to be in that dugout and to be called on in the big game, it is Jackson Massey now on the pitch. And I'm telling you, look at that inspiration of a team that really didn't have it together all year, but knew they had the pieces of the puzzle. They just had the click. They just had the click, you know, and, and to see Rob Watts reaction on that final out, he come flying out of that dugout and was in that dog pile. That's awesome. And coaches don't get in dog piles. And uh, he was in that dog pile and, and to watch those guys come together and the inspiration and to have to do it really in Gastonia, you know, you had to go down there and you knew North Greenville was number one in the country. You knew you struggled against Belmont Abbey and UNC Pembroke. You knew Francis Marion was going to be tough. You lost two to Erskine. I mean, and look what they did. And Barton, oh my goodness, Barton, the number two. Oh, the school in Wilson. I mean, they were they were. In the, but you know, they earned they earned to be called. They earned they earned for me to call them Barton today. They were they're they're also uh, they were number two um, in in the in the turn. They were number two seed in the tournament, and um, so we didn't have to face them. That one might have been a tough. But in all fairness to like those other teams like UNC Pembroke, by the time that, because Mount Olive did a, such a fantastic job of managing the pitching, and because of those guys coming back and Carson Gibson, freshman, he's five and zero. He comes in, throws a masterpiece against Belmont Abbey. Um, just that's what did it for us in '08. And those guys listening can tell you, in order to be a champion, you've got to have you've got your starters. And, but sometimes, you know, those guys don't last. You've got to have those middle relief guys. You've got to have those long relief guys that, that come in and pick them up. And that's what Mount Olive had. Whereas the other team, by the, UNC Pembroke has like a solid three starters that are absolutely nasty. We didn't see any of those guys by the time, you know, so they didn't have really anybody to stop us. You know, they really didn't. It might've been a different story or a closer game if they'd had one of their starters, but they just didn't, you know, on, on that short day's rest, couldn't bring them back. You know, yep. There you but that's go. a tournament. That's how it is. We no, were built. No, no, that's no, the whole no. thing. Yeah. We were built for the tournament. That's so, the difference. So that's it's one message, thing to play. That's your message to Coach Massey. Then use Mount Olive's run as an inspiration. Show him the video <laughs> of us storming the field. Break the games down. Say, look what happened on this day. Look what they did. You know what I mean? 
Well, real quick, we're not going to be able to break. I was hoping to be able to break down some uh, Wood Duck stuff, but that's all. It's all good. That was a tough uh, loss last night. The defense let us down. Uh, we we had that was a two to one game up until the end, and our left fielder misplayed uh, uh, a ball that led to a leadoff double for them. And yeah, it was. We should have won that game. There's well, no still, doubt. Mr. Clemens will tell you we should have won that game. Well, the first place Wood Ducks there at home tonight. A pink tumbler is a giveaway tonight, and I've seen it. It looks awesome. And he was modeling it last night. <laughs> I bet he was. How did you have him modeling it? Did you have him take his shirt off and then, you know, and then model it, or how did you do it? Well, it was funny, man. I was in my own little world doing my own little thing when I hear this voice. Hey, Shane, I've got the tumbler. <laughs> I what? love your Andy McKinney voice. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, Andy's serious. Oh, there was a couple of times where some of the other new guys in the press box would say something like, hey, uh, isn't that a crawl space medic? And Andy would say, stay in your lane. <laughs> I, I swear to you. Oh, I believe you. Dude, I totally and I, believe yeah. you. And, and I, have to look over his, I, have to look, I have to look over at them and be like, um, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. Yeah, there you go. He turns into the incredible. He's, Bill, he's you know, mild-mannered Bill Baxter. And then, do you know uh, he lives? Do you know where he lives? He lives where to get to his house, you have to go. This is not exaggeration. He says he lives three football fields off the road where he lived to get to his house. You have to go through Bill Baxter or Andy McKinney? Andy McKinney, you've got to go. You got to go three football fields through the woods to get to his house. And I was like, "Who are you? The Unabomber?" You know, but yeah, he's yeah. So they're the legend of Andy McKinney. People don't realize this. You know, you get the Wood Ducks and everything going on, but Andy McKinney. Yep. There you go. You listen, wouldn't listen, like him when he's angry. I, you will not. Hey, the pink jersey tomorrow night. Brought to you by Lenore Community College. Dogs and dogs on Sunday. Then you get a day off. Then you got six more days in a row there, dude. Shane. I love you, buddy. Thank you again, and I hope you heard Paul Whittington yesterday thanking you for uh, swapping around with him since he's he's on an airplane right now uh, on his way up to New York for a wedding of a friend. So, dude, thank you for swapping around with him. We will talk to you next Thursday here on the show, my friend. Yeah, see you later, Brian. <laughs> see you, Maddie. That's Shane Albee of University of Mount Olive. Down East Woodducks, goodness gracious, I feel like I need to take a breath after I get through talking to him. He's so, man, that man is full of energy. Okay, let's get uh, Jackson Massey up here on the line with us uh, from North Lenora High School. Uh, his Hawks will be travel or will be at home tonight against Aiden Grifton. First pitch for that game is at, uh, let me look at my notes here, is at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, as uh, the North and North Hawks will be taking on Aiden Griffin. North and North is 16 and 4 overall. Aiden Griffin is 15 and 8. The Hawks are the number four seed. Aiden Griffin is the number 13 seed. And Coach Massey, uh, by any chance, were you just listening to uh, Sugar Shane there? No, I wasn't. I, uh, I was getting my <laughs> classes situated. I got Coach Dale watching my first period class with Coach Carson right now. So. I was uh, I wasn't able to listen to it. Well, I, I you know what I'll do? I'll end up tagging you on it, and you can go back and listen to it. He had some words of wisdom for you. He said, "I'll, I'll paraphrase what he said here, Coach Massey, because I, I said, what kind of advice would you like to give Coach Massey tonight?' As you know, the Hawks are going in the second round playoffs, and he said, "Look to Mount Olive. Look to the University of Mount Olive and <laughs> what they did over the weekend." Which, by the way, I got to give you an opportunity to brag on your alma mater here, Coach Massey. Get in the consolation bracket at, by losing the first game, then win four games in a row by a margin of sixty-one to eighteen to win the conference Carolinas championship. You got to be proud of your alma mater. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't, um, I haven't been able to go to any games this year. Uh, it's the first time in a while that I haven't been able to, but I always follow them. And you know, there's a there's a time and a place in the schedule of a season where you don't want to play Mount Olive and postseason is usually that time and uh you know they were just amazing but the guys are so tough some of the guys like the shortstop in Mount Olive I he was my shortstop when I coached at Southern Wayne and he has this is like his sixth or seventh year there because all the COVID rules that they got there but Jack Casparo is just a stud over there um and they're doing so good man and coach Watt who he was an assistant coach whenever I was playing there and he, he's one of my guys. I, I I called him two days ago asking for advice for, you know, for our season. And I'm just so proud of him. And, and I think that that region that they're in, you know, you got Mount Olive, you got North Greenville, I think Wingate, you know, somebody out of that region is going to contend for a national championship. And it's an extremely tough region. 
but I'm pulling for my guys. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm excited for them, and, and they deserve it. Well, and you know they are for you too. And what you've got, like I said, you've got to listen to the replay because Shane was talking about a young Jackson Massey coming out of the bullpen, coming into the oh, game uh, to shut down the other team. No, it was very inspirational. I got to tell you, I'm sitting here going, "Do it, do it." <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Shane, he, he's he's one of a kind, and, and he he pleads. Uh, Mount Olive colors, and, and you know I'm excited for him as well because I know he's put he's looking forward to it, and, and he, he's just an awesome guy. Well, it, it, like I said, it was a lot of fun talking to him about that. I, I had to, I had, you know, you have Shane on on here, Coach, and you know I have to turn my my earphones down a little bit. I have you, I've got to turn them back up because you were you were sounding like real low after you know after <laughs> listening to Shane. <laughs> But Jackson yeah. Massey, head baseball coach, North Lenora High School. And let's talk about uh, Tuesday night's playoff game first, Coach, before we preview tonight's game. A, uh, the third time that you'd seen Keenan this year and a chance for you to exact, I guess, a little, I don't know. I mean, you, I know you well enough. I mean, you don't look at it that way. But maybe a little bit of revenge for that earlier uh, regular season loss against Keenan, and you did it in spectacular fashion, Coach. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yeah. that uh, first-round win, sir. Yeah, it was exciting. Um, you know, I think the guys had a little bit of revenge on their minds. And, you know, they're kids, so they, they remember things a lot, you know, better than I do as far as how, how teams act when they beat us and things like that. And so it was nice to get a little revenge on them. You know, I'm not going to lie about that. But our guys just played a complete game. I mean, Jackson, you know, ran into a little trouble with two outs in, like, the third inning and, you know, was really on cruise control after that. Our defense played really well behind them. Uh, and our offense, man, I, you know, we struggled a little at the top of the order. Uh, but our five through nine, man, I, I don't even know how many times they reached base. But they did an amazing job for us. And, and you know, it was nice to uh, have them step up in that role. And, you know, we beat a quality opponent. James Keenan is a good team, you know, and they got better and better as the year went on. And um, so I was excited for them. And, you know, when it comes to – playoffs man you're just looking to be around the guys one more day one more practice you know you don't want it to end so our guys played loose they didn't have that tightness that a lot of teams can get the postseason and and they've stepped up and played it amazing well that's awesome and again like i said i was watching the scores as they were coming through all night and looked like you guys were in control of that game and that, that that's a good place to be hey Speaking, I got to talk about the conference just for a second. Uh, there were a couple of upsets. I was actually quite surprised that uh, Southwest Onslow got beat. I had David on yesterday, David Combs on yesterday's show, Coach, and uh, he was talking about how he was a little bit surprised. Now, don't get it twisted. We all know, and you do too, Coach, how tough Whiteville is. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're 12-8 and eight like they were coming into the playoffs this year or uh, 20-0, and 0, whatever. We know Whiteville's going to be tough, but were you surprised by that result of, uh, of Whiteville beating Southwest in the first round, Coach? Well, I, you just never know with, with high school baseball because a, a lot of teams have one really good arm, and, and I don't know much about Whiteville. Um, I just, or as far as what they have coming back from last year or anything like that. Um, but you just never know in that one game setting in the postseason, you can have a 500 team, but all of their wins can come from that one arm, you know. And so you just never know on that first, that first round matchup, man. I, I've seen a ton of upsets just based off of a lot of teams have one really good arm in high school. And I think you really get into, seeing who's the better team whenever you get deeper into the playoffs and see what kind of depth you have because there's going to be a big drop-off in some games tonight, um, not with Whiteville, but just in general as far as, you know, between their number one arm and their number two and number three arm. Yeah. And so you just never know what's going to happen in that first round, man. And I think it's just a matter of a testament that a lot of teams ride that one arm and, and anything can happen. But I think, you know, the, the deeper you get into the playoffs, it starts to get more uh, by the book as far as depth. And so I, I wouldn't say I was surprised. Um, and White Bull plays in a really tough conference just like we do. Uh, I think they're, you know, I don't know if they're still with the Bladen County teams, but I think South Columbus is still in it. I mean, there's they're just good baseball down in that area just like there is in ours. So I wouldn't say surprised. Um, but, you know, anything can happen in the postseason. 
Absolutely. That voice you're listening to is Jackson Massey. He's a head baseball coach of those North and North Hawks, the number four seed in 2A, 16 and four overall. And, Coach, let's go ahead and dive into uh, tonight's game. Uh, a team, a program that you are familiar with, uh, with Aiden Gripton just right up the road. Uh, they win their first round game. They're 15 and eight overall, the number 13 seed. First off, before we. Uh, Break down what's got to happen tonight for you guys to win. Just tell me what you know. You've had a couple of days now to prep for Aiden Griffin. What do we know about the Chargers, Coach? Yeah, uh, I went and I was able to go and watch them play Wednesday uh, because we we were fortunate enough to get ours in on Tuesday. And they're they're a scrappy team. You know, they 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 don't punch out a lot. They played good defense the other night, um, and they filled up the strike zone. So they they always play us extremely tough. Um, you know, everybody knows we were in the same conference for a long time and we had some battles with them. Uh, and, you know, they got the best of us the last couple of times that we played. And, you know, so I expect them to come out uh, clicking on all cylinders. They're very well coached. And uh, it should be a great atmosphere. I expect a huge crowd here tonight. You know, local teams, second round of the playoffs. So it's not so much about what they do. I think it's, we just have to worry about what we can do. And if we, if we play like we're capable, I think we're going to have a shot. There you go. Uh, what are their strengths? And I, and I got him in, I hate to even admit this to you coach, but just being right up the road, I'm not, I know they had had a couple of down seasons. I mean, not, you know, the traditional Aiden Griffin. I mean, you always expect them to finish in the top two or three of their conference and, you know, have a, have a pretty good record. And they hadn't done that the previous couple of years. They, they bounced back this year. Uh, what are their strengths? They have good pitching, good hitting. How how do they look, Coach? Well, I think it I think it goes from their hitting and their defense. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, I, I only saw one of their arms the other day, so I'm not 100 percent sure on what their pitching depth looks like. And you can all, you know, max prep stats. They can always be misconstrued. So from what I saw, just from the eye test, I thought they were a very tough team offensively. Um, they didn't punch out a lot and. They made some really big plays. You know, when you look at the score and it was four to nothing uh, against against Nash, it looks like they kind of dominated the game. But Nash Central had some chances to score, and Aiden Griffin made some really good plays defensively to to stop that momentum. So, I think it, I think it starts with them with their offense and their defense, and their pitching just keeps them in the game. So, I I think they're going to be a tough opponent. Okay, enough talk about the Chargers. Let's talk about this Hawks team again. 16-4 and four going into tonight's game. And I uh, used Jackson the other night. Uh, may I assume uh, we might uh, we, we might see a young man named Luke tonight uh, starting for you on the bump. Yeah, Luke will, Luke will be on the mound. Uh, you know, he's going to start for us. We'll have Eli Kearney in relief uh, if we need him. And, um, and so our pitching is set up really well. You know, I, I think any time you can say, okay, you're in the second round and you get to have the opportunity <laughs> to throw a kid like Luke, you know, you, you would think that, you know, that gives your guy some confidence. And and Luke's been in these moments before. You know, Luke's pitched really well in the postseason for us throughout his whole career. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I think he's excited. He was at the game the other night as well. So he's got an idea of what Aiden Griffin looks like. And, and we, we went over to scout report yesterday as far as what we need to do and how we need to attack. And so I think everybody's ready. I mean, we've had, we've had two really good days of practice since Tuesday and, uh, the boys are ready and I'm excited and, you know, seven o'clock, we need to hurry up and get here. I don't know what I'm going to do before now. <laughs> How do you deal on game? You know, and I, I've talked to you in the past about maybe not specifically this, but, you know, I mean, I, I've talked to, you know, Diesel or Matt Beeman or somebody on a, you know, on a football day. And then, of course, Perry or Copperhead, you know, on a, a basketball day when you got to wait all day to get to that. So how do you deal with that, Coach? How do you, how do your kids get ready? What, what is game prep like? I mean, do you have a pregame meal? How, how do you handle all that on a big day like this, Coach? Um, usually during my plantings, I'll go and cut grass. I'll get the field game, as game ready as we can. Um, we got the guys coming out at four o'clock, uh, to get some early work in. Uh, we'll do BP at five. Um, and you know, it's just a, it's just a regular routine. Um, I do have a special like pregame meal on game day. Shout out to two cousins in Snow Hill. Um, I like to get me a Buffalo chicken sub from there on game days <laughs> and, uh, it's been working so far, so I don't know why we would switch it up now. 
Um, but I, you know, just, I, I get it. I try to get everything done as early as I can and then just give me a little bit of time to relax and kind of, I'm one of those guys where I've got our lineup written out at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and that way I don't really have to think about it, you know, whenever we're out on the field. So I try to get everything that I can done before we get out of school to where I can just relax a little bit and kind of lock in on the game after, uh, after school's out. I love it. And I can tell you, let me tell you this, Coach Massey, as a PA guy, <clears throat> there's nothing more that we appreciate than being able to walk up, you know, to the press box, get behind the mic, and there's already a uh, already the lineup sitting there so I can get my book ready. And I, I know uh, whoever's doing your PA at North and North, they truly will appreciate that too, sir. Yeah, I, I'm one of those guys that as soon as the visiting team walks into the the field i'm like hey you got your lineup and they're like no not yet and so you know I, I i bug them about it but yeah I, I like to have everything organized and ready long before it starts well very good well uh for tonight's game let's get your keys to the victory coach uh, uh again a very good aiden grifton team 15 and 8 the number 13 seed coming into wheat swamp tonight you guys are 16 and 4 the number four seed what do your uh what do your hawks need to do tonight to come away with a victory sir I think we need to get on base early. I think we can. I think we can make some things happen base running wise. Um, and I think we, just, from what I noticed, Aiden Griffin was extremely patient at the plate the other night. And strike one's the most important with uh, with Luke on the mound and just limit the free passes. You know, I, I, this isn't anything against any other team, but I, I love our offense and they've been putting up some crazy, crazy numbers throughout the entire season and. You know, I, I think our offense will do a good job of keeping us in the game. So we just got to do what we can on, on the pitching end of things and defensive-wise and, you know, not turn this into a slugfest. We just need to limit the damage on the defensive end. And if we can do that, our offense will uh, pick us up. And I expect big things to happen. Well, very good. Well, listen, uh, before I let you go, I know your mind is 1 million percent on tonight's game, but uh, I found out I got a press release uh, sent to me uh, about this team called the Kinston Wingmen. I'd never heard of them, didn't know anything about it. But then uh, a little nugget caught my eyes, like head coach Jackson Massey, and I think I even messaged him like, Wait a minute, there's not two Jackson Masseys here, (laughs) are there? So, like I said, again, coach, I know. You are one million ten trillion percent focused on tonight's game. But if you could just tell me a little bit about the Kenston Wingman, what what I don't even know what that is, Coach. Yeah, so it's a collegiate summer league team, um, similar to like the Wilson Tobbs or the Moorhead City Marlins. Um, they're in a league called the Old North State League, and I think it's uh, thirteen or fourteen teams that uh, stream across the entire state. Um, this was actually put in the works last summer. Um, as far as wanting to bring a team in originally, uh, the team was going to be in Goldsboro. And uh, just some things fell through as far as home venues and things like that. And uh, so we got kids from all over. The, so, like I said, I mean, when this happened last year, um, I ran it up the flagpole with, with Miss Green and Mr. Harvey. And, you know, they, they know, uh, the wingmen know, you know, my, my first priority is North and North. And um, and they were okay with it, and it's just something a little excited, a little different, something exciting for the summer, and get to be around some college kids. And and I, you know, I hadn't ever done that before, so I was just up for the challenge. And um, so it'll be a good, a good atmosphere. I hope. You know, we got kids from all over. Like we got three kid, three or four kids from LCC, three or four kids from University of Mount Olive. We got an outfielder from like San Diego State. I mean, they're all over the place. They're wow. coming to the kids in the play for us and um so it's just something different and um i think it'll be a fun league it it seems like they're right now i would probably say we're probably like a little below the the coastal plain league as far as just the range of talent um but i from everybody i've talked to when i did my research they feel like this league is up and coming and it's just something different that i'm looking forward to but um again i mean it, none of that stuff starts until we're done with North and North, so. Well, when you're, you know, when you're walking I mean, off the field with a state championship trophy, that's what I'm thinking, Coach. Yeah, that, that's what that, – that would be great. I know we always <laughs> talk about speaking things into existence. There you so go. However many times we need to say that, you know, I, I'm okay with that. But uh, we got to get past a, a tough Aiden Griffin game, team tonight. 
There you go. Listen, Coach Massey, like I said, I didn't want to, you know, dive super deep into that. We'll talk about that uh, after the state championship. And uh, and I can't wait. Those games will be played over at LCC. I can't wait. Coach, you just love you some baseball, don't you, sir? Well, I was I was at a game, Aiden Griffin on my day off with no games. <laughs> and then last night I had my son's T-ball game. So it's, it's becoming a daily thing. And, you know, I enjoy my time off just like anybody else. But, yeah, I always seem to find myself at a diamond somewhere. I love it. I love it. Listen, Coach, good luck tonight against Aiden Grifton. Thank you for joining me here this morning on the show. And uh, just I can't wait. Like I said, just can't wait to see you guys against the Chargers. I uh, hope to talk to you next week, sir. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. There you go. That's Jackson Massey uh, from uh, North Lenore High School. Uh, again, his uh, his Hawks taking on uh, the Chargers tonight. That is one of four local uh, playoff games, baseball playoff games. And we've got three softball games that are taking place tonight. Uh, we'll hit those real quick here before we get uh, Coach Gary Smith up here on the line with us. But, uh, again, North Lenore at home tonight at 7 o'clock against Aiden Griffin. South Lenore on the road against North Johnson. That's at 6 o'clock. Uh, Green Central at home against Whiteville. And then Bethel Christian Academy at Wilson Christian, but taking on Wilmington Christian Academy. And then over on the softball side, South Lenore on the road at Mid way tonight parrot at home against uh greenville john paul ii jones senior at pamlico tonight so seven games tonight locally we've got the wood ducks at home tonight we've got lcc playing in the district championship man what a time to be alive listen thank you for listening to the first hour of the brian hanks show coming up gary smith madison lee harvey on the brian hanks show presented by lenore community college